This podcast is brought to you by GRF Dalian Partners. People and businesses around the world were not prepared for the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. In this episode, we'll be considering the impact of the pandemic on dispute resolution. My name is Judy Imaswen, and joining me today is Damola Akapo. Mr. Adedamola Akapo is a senior associate with the firm of GRF Dalian Partners. Over the last 10 years, he has been engaged in a number of high-profile commercial litigation and construction arbitration matters, and is currently the managing associate in charge of the firm's junior arbitration team. Welcome, Mr. Akapo, and thanks for agreeing to speak with me today. So, the first question is, how should parties prepare themselves during these times for disputes that may arise once the lockdown is over? Thank you very much, Judy, for this question. Now, there is no doubt that post-COVID-19, the global dispute resolution community will witness an unprecedented increase in the number of disputes arising particularly from non-performance of contractual obligations due to the outbreak of the pandemic. In the context of our legal jurisdiction here in Nigeria, it is imperative to note that in preparation for anticipated disputes resolution after the lockdown directives issued by both the federal and state government have been lifted, it is advisable for a prospective litigant or disputant to consider the following key considerations before commencing litigation or any other alternative dispute resolution proceedings. Firstly, in respect of potential contractual disputes, the following key points should be noted. It is imperative for parties to review the contract to ascertain the governing law as well as the dispute resolution clause. Now, starting with the dispute resolution clause, the importance of a dispute resolution clause in a contract is to guide the parties as to the appropriate forum for the resolution of that dispute. Now, where the dispute resolution clause provides for Nigerian courts as the forum for resolution of disputes, it will be inappropriate for a party to proceed to arbitration in the absence of the arbitration agreement express or clause expressly provided for in the said contract. And this goes vice versa as well. Now, the importance of the governing law, on the other hand, is that it provides for the law applicable to the substance of the agreement. Now, where, for instance, Nigerian law has been expressly provided for as the law to govern the substance of the contract, it will be ill-advised for any of the parties to apply, let's say, for instance, French law as a governing law. Now, secondly, it is imperative for the parties to engage the services of a reputable law firm to provide legal counsel to determine the cause of action. Sorry to cut you short, but for the sake of our listeners who may not know why this is important, would you explain why it's necessary to determine the cause of action? Now, the cause of action, for instance, can be in respect of a breach of contract. Now, in the event where it is established that a case of breach of contract has occurred, usually the party entitled to such claims would be entitled to claim damages or to rescind the contract. Now, also, it is important for the parties to know the available remedies and defenses available in law. Now, the available remedies include damages, 
as I mentioned earlier, as well as the right of the party to rescind the contract or to ask for specific performance. Whilst the defences available in law, particularly in the context of contractual arrangements, would vary from or range from frustration of the contract or invoking the force major clause in the contract. Then it's important to note any condition precedent incorporated into the contract, such as, for instance, the notification obligation of a party to communicate a force majeure event to the other contracting party. Then, secondly, um, as discussed earlier on, it's important to determine cause of action, whether it's a contractual or no contractual claim. Um, then also, it's important to determine whether or not the matter is time barred. Under common law jurisdiction here in Nigeria, contractual matters are started barred after six years. So it's important to ensure that matters budging on simple contract are commenced well within time before the expiration of the six years limitation period. Then it's also important for disputing party to ascertain the appropriate and necessary party for the purpose of commencing either litigation or engaging in any other alternative dispute resolution proceedings. Then also it's important for the party to determine a case that is commenced before the High Court in Lagos to determine and to engage in the pre-action protocol provided for under the new High Court of Legal Civil Procedure rules. It is also important and also, as discussed in respect of subject matter jurisdiction, it is important to determine the jurisdiction of the appropriate court that would determine the matter in question because jurisdiction is a life wire of any judicial proceedings and once a court is found to be without jurisdiction, then its proceedings would amount to a nullity. Thank you very much for that explanation, Damola. So let's look at it from a different angle. For those anticipating the possibility of legal disputes, what methods can they adopt to resolve such disputes timelessly? Due to the peculiarities associated with the protracted nature of litigation in Nigeria and more particularly in view of the current coronavirus pandemic, it is advisable for parties to consider the use of alternative dispute resolution mechanism for the speedy resolution of their disputes. Now, this essentially is in respect of commercial disputes because um, non-commercial disputes such as tortious claims would be best suited in this regard for litigation. But for But for purely contractual disputes it is indeed advisable for parties based on advice of counsel to adopt any of the following dispute resolution mechanism the first being arbitration now by way of brief definition arbitration involves the process whereby the underlying dispute um, is referred to a formal binding process and determined by a third party neutral usually referred to as an arbitrator and the final decision of such an arbitrator is rendered in the form of an enforceable award. The key highlights of arbitration includes notably the confidentiality of this resolution process, then the enforceability of the decision of the arbitrator rendered in the form of an award, then the choice of highly skilled third-party neutrals, usually referred to as arbitrators, who are usually 
quite knowledgeable and vast in the, resol- in the resolution of large-scale commercial disputes. So these are the key features of arbitration. And I would say that disputes usually refer to arbitration would include complex and um, large-scale commercial transactions arising, for instance, in the extractive industry such as the oil and gas and mining sector, telecommunication sector. So usually in this regard, individual and corporate entities usually prefer arbitration as their preferred choice of dispute resolution. Then the second EDR mechanism worthy of note is mediation, which is another form of EDR tool. And it is frequently utilized and adopted by parties due to its cost effectiveness. So it's it's less expensive compared to arbitration. Now mediation by definition involves the settlement of disputes through a process of negotiation facilitated by third party neutral, usually referred to as a mediator. Just like an arbitrator is also a skilled dispute resolution expert, then the types of disputes usually referred to mediation range from small scale disputes such as debt recovery, land on attendance matter, where the claims are significantly low in terms of the quantum. Now, once a settlement or compromise has been reached um, by the parties, then same is recorded in a document usually referred to as terms of settlement or settlement agreement. Then the third option, which well is the last in this regard, is um, the use of um, conciliation, um, which is another alternative dispute resolution process, whereby parties refer to the dispute to a person called a conciliator who meets with the parties separately and together in an attempt to resolve their differences. Um, also, just like just like mediation, parties usually enter into terms of into a settlement agreement, and the key and notable feature of conciliation is that it it harmonizes. It helps to foster continued positive business relationship between the parties, which is a similar feature also with mediation, and it is best suited for employment and consumer-related disputes. Now, I made mention of which is also. Another point is resolution of labor or employment related disputes because that is also going to be there's also going to be an increased number of cases being referred to the Niger to, to, to the National Industrial Court in Nigeria due to the obvious um, effects of COVID nineteen on employment contracts and all. So in respect of employment disputes arising for instance from cases involving non-payment on the payment of salaries wrongful termination of employment then an aggrieved party can take the full advantage of a court ordered mediation or conciliation process administered by an arbitration alternative dispute resolution center under the aegis of the national industrial court um, it is also time effective and efficient in terms of dispute resolution of disputes, then parties can equally approach um, institutionalized arbitration centers in Nigeria, such as the Lagos State Multidor Court, Lagos Court of Arbitration, Southern Institute of Arbitrators, United Kingdom Nigerian Branch, the Regional Center for International Commercial Arbitration, Lagos, 
for the resolution of commercial disputes because these institutional EDR centers offer both domestic and international commercial arbitration and they have well-defined rules and procedure for conducting admediation administration sessions so these are some of the dispute alternative dispute resolution mechanism that can be effectively used in place of litigation particularly during this COVID-19 pandemic now Currently, in our country and also in different parts of the world, we're faced with um, lockdown situations that has affected business activities. But one thing that we can't ignore is that business is still going on in some sectors. So what should those intending to go into business contracts during these times take into consideration in their dispute resolution clauses to prevent the effects lockdowns caused by pandemics such as COVID-19 have on litigation and other dispute resolution proceedings. Thank you very much, Judy, for this question. Now, in response to your question, it is imperative for parties entering into contracts to note that it is important for them to adopt and incorporate a dispute resolution mechanism that would guarantee during this crucial period that would allow for swift and speedy resolution of disputes arising potentially from the contract amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, um, coming home, um, particularly as it relates to our legal jurisdiction here in Nigeria, um, we are all aware that only urgent and time-bound matters are currently being considered in court at the moment. At this time, I cannot confirm whether proceedings in respect of urgent or time-bound matters are being currently considered in court at the moment. But it is important to take into consideration the peculiarity of our situation here in Nigeria. And that is particularly due to the fact that we do not have the enabling environment at the moment to conduct judicial proceedings via remote hearing through the use of technology. We do not have the platform or the framework at the moment. So what that indicates to the legal community at this crucial time as we act for respective business entities is to advise them on the best possible alternative to litigation which is the use of alternative dispute resolution that is the best viable and visible option for the resolution of dispute at this time because i think it is very important as part of corporate as part of any corporate entities business continuity plan to ensure that all as 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 a contract management practice that all contracts going forward should provide for the use of a dispute resolution mechanism that allows for remote hearing and the use of technology and also a system that is fairly immune from protracted and inordinate delays as what we are currently face as what we currently face via the use of litigation even well before the incidence of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now to this end, in recommending the use of any of the well-known alternative dispute resolution, which we've 
highlighted, which we've highlighted and discussed previously, such as, just to recap, arbitration, mediation, and conciliation. What would determine the choice of this mechanism for the resolution of contractual disputes during this pandemic would depend on the following key considerations. The first, which I would like to talk about, is the nature of the certain matter of the contract. Now, as previously, as previously highlighted, just by way of reiterating the point, if the subject matter of the dispute revolves round or relates to a contract in the oil and gas sector or telecoms, com, telecommunications sector or infrastructure projects, that construction project, then invariably it is advisable for parties to elect or opt for the use of arbitration because of the complexity of disputes that would ordinarily arise from such contracts and such highly regulated industry industries in Nigeria. So it is advisable for parties to consider most suitably the use most preferably rather the use of arbitration where the subject matter of the contract involves um, complex um, and intricate um, performance of contractual obligations. Then also, um, another crucial factor to be considered by the parties uh, is uh, the nature of the dispute, potential dispute to arise. Now, um, one fact that um, would affect for instance, the use of arbitration that will impact use of arbitration is if the matter is not arbitrable. Now, if the matter if the matter is not arbitrable, then it would be un- unadvisable for the parties to present such a claim during arbitral, arbitral proceedings. But if there are other claims, then that can equally be dealt with via arbitration. Contractors with arbitration that can be dealt with. Now, also, recourse steadily, recourse have to, has to be made to domestic laws um, that support the use of dispute resolution, and you would have to consult with the applicable domestic law and procedural rules. For instance, in Nigeria, we have the Arbitration and Conciliation Act and also the arbitration rules attached there. Then also, we have rules on arbitration and mediation administered by arbitration institutes such as Lagos Court of Arbitration, the Regional um, Arbitration Center, the Regional Center for International Commercial Arbitration, Lagos, then also the Chartered Institute of Arbitrators, United Kingdom, Nigerian branch. They all have well-defined rules for conducting um, arbitral proceedings, mediation proceedings as well. And also, um, they are more um, amenable to the use of remote technology or remote to use the use of remote hearing or adoption of procedures for remote hearing and the use of technology to ensure the expedient disposal or resolution of matters commercial disputes then also choice of neutral now it is important that during this um, COVID-19 pandemic period where it's going to be an increasing use of remote dispute resolution procedural protocols and also the use of technology for the appointment for the for the choice of arbitrator to be one base solely apart from on the individual's um, knowledge and professional experience. One will also have to take cognizance of the arbitrator or rather the neutral's preference for the use of technology 
whether he or she is technologically savvy and how well best suited they are to handle such ICT technology facility. Then key issues such as um, procedural guidelines and timetables for the filing of pleadings and as has mentioned from much here then also the issue of conducting the reference purely on the basis of documents only so that relatively parties can dispense with the use of oral hearing. Then also in respect of the institutions as well, applications you have to consider um, whether they are well equipped to con- conduct remote hearings and and what available ICT facilities they have at the parties at parties' disposal. So these are some of the key considerations that parties should consider and have in mind whilst preparing that this resolution closes. So far, our questions have been for people who have the opportunity to prepare themselves for um, disputes given the current situation. So let's let's look at those who currently have matters in court. So for those who currently have matters in court or before other arbitral panels, how are delays handled in litigation and arbitration? Generally speaking, delays experienced during the course of judicial and arbitral proceedings pre-COVID-19 typically arising from non-compliance with extant procedural rules and scheduling orders are usually handled through effective case management such as permitting applications for extension of time and setting down proceedings for trial. In an effort to ameliorate the impact of the lockdown order occasioned by the outbreak of the pandemic resulting in a temporary closure of courts and suspension of courses, save for other than time-bound matters nationwide as directed by the Chief Justice of Nigeria. Procedural guidelines are now being issued to allow for restricted access to court for other than time-bound matters as well as provision for electronic filing. Recently, the Court of Appeal issued guidelines regarding the electronic filing of appeals and election petition matters. While the Chief Judge of the Federal High Court recently announced the designation of three justices of the Federal High Court to the Abuja, Lagos and Porta Court Judicial Division of the Federal High Court in order to attend only to urgent matters during the period of the COVID-19 lockdown. In Lagos, the Chief Judge of Lagos State recently issued guidelines on the conduct of urgent and time-bound matters, both in civil and criminal cases, including guidelines on maintaining social distances and good personal hygiene within the court premises. More recently, the Lagos State Judiciary announced its plans to issue a practice direction on remote hearing on cases in order to expeditiously hear answers of new matters where there is urgency as well as pending matters that need urgent attention. Now, this price direction was passed recently and the key highlights of the practice direction includes electronic filing of processes, service of processes electronically, remote hearing of cases through the use of video conferencing applications such as Zoom, Skype and other approved video video communication facility. It is advisable to know that Whilst we await similar procedural guidelines or remote hearing in other states of the Federation, particularly in one of the northern states which um, recently conducted um, remote hearing, which is quite laudable, uh, that litigants in Lagos take advantage of the new practice direction to, be, to enable their cases to be heard expeditiously. In respect of arbitral matters, 
currently pending before an ad hoc arbitral tribunal or arbitration issue is advisable for the parties through the legal counsel to confirm from the registrar of the ad hoc arbitral tribunal or registry of the arbitral institute the availability of procedural guidelines and ICT facilities for the conduct of remote hearing in order to avoid any undue delay in the delivery of the final award. Alternatively, the parties in conjunction with the ad hoc tribunal and arbitration institute can amend the procedural guidelines to allow for the resolution of the dispute on the basis of documents only and therefore dispensing with the necessity of holding oral hearings physically. It is however noteworthy that the Chartered Institute of Arbitration United Kingdom recently published a guidance note on remote dispute resolution proceedings. This guidance note is intended to assist the parties to existing and future disputes are neutral with a procedural framework for the conduct of proceedings where the parties to the disputes are unable to meet physically. Thank you very much for answering our questions, Damola. Now to wrap it all up, I want to know your opinion on this. So what do you think the future holds for dispute resolu- resolution post-COVID-19? Thank you very much, Judy, for that question. In the global arena, there is no doubt that the dispute resolution community has witnessed an increase in the use of remote hearing and technology in the resolution of disputes via judicial and arbitral proceedings. Now, within the context of the Nigerian legal system, it is expected that all relevant stakeholders would take appropriate steps one, to provide for well-defined guidelines for the conduct of remote hearing as well as use of technology for the disposal of cases through litigation. Now, equally, it's expected that judicial officers would be trained and retrained in the use of ICT for case management and remote hearings in Nigeria. Then also, I strongly believe that there will be much more funding made available for the use of technology to be deployed in the courtroom in Nigeria. I am I strongly believe that that would happen in the next future, post COVID nineteen. Then, for arbitration, really, arbitration as it is, is it's it's well. Um, um, guided by rules and procedure which most likely already provide for um, the use of technology and remote hearings already so um, I believe with arbitration and other dispute resolution mechanism I believe that you know the appropriate rules and guidelines for the use of technology and remote hearings already then um, I also strongly believe that um, commercial contract managers will be more aware of the need to adopt this resolution mechanism, mechanism that will permit the use of remote hearings and technology um, in cases where parties are unable to meet physically. Then um, also in terms of um, contract management strategies, I strongly believe that um, um, contracts will not have, you know, as, as a mandatorily first major clauses to cover events of such as global health pandemic or crisis in order to 
absolve a party from non-compliance with its contractual obligation on the premise of a first major event. This invariably would um, reduce the, co- the likely costs of invoking such an arbitration, such a civil resolution clause, where parties are aware that a first major clause has already been provided for. So it 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 means that um, there will be likelihood of cases to be it will be a case of parties being aware of their contractual obligations, and this might limit such cases going to court. So these are the, my views on what the future holds for the digital resolution moving forward. Thank you very much for taking time to look into the impact of COVID-19 on dispute resolution. Thank you very much for this, Judy.